Welcome to Wonder Nerds Are Go, where we will look at the wonders of the nerd world, wonder aloud about what's most wonderful, and wander through topics from Wonderland to Wonderiction. My name is Jeff Clark, I'm your host, and today we have two wonderful teams who will be wondering aloud and uh, debating, uh, discussing, and just generally wondering about all the different things that we're going to talk today. We're off to see the wizards, the wonderful wizards of Odd. And so I'll get each, uh, each team to introduce themselves individually, and um, as, as part of your introduction, if you'd like to say something that you've always wondered about, and I'm starting on my far left. Hi, my name is Brendan, I am a writer and improviser, and sometime English teacher, and um, if I'm being honest, the thing that I probably wonder about the most is whether or not my cat actually likes me. <laughs> a worthy question. Mm. Do cats like anyone? And, uh, but but me in particular. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, next. Hi, I'm, I'm Laura. Um, I used to be an English teacher. Now I edit an erotic journal, which is much more fun, let me tell you. Um, I wonder about many things, most of which have escaped me at this present moment. But following on from pets, I have a new puppy and I have been wondering recently whether it's a good idea to let her lick me as much as she has been. <laughs> I see. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Not being loved or being loved too much. Wonderful. And what is your uh, team name, please? Uh, we are... Wonder Wallflowers. Wonder Wallflowers, ladies and gentlemen. And on my right, which is of no relevance to anyone listening on our podcast. Uh, hi, my name's Andrew. I am a writer and director. And uh, I often wonder, almost constantly, in fact, <laughs> about the uh, imminent doom of our civilization. Uh, either, 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 either from from kind of external forces or just it tearing itself apart. Uh, have fun. <laughs> a, a cheery, a cheery point of existential dread there from Andrew. And sitting next to you, we have yeah. Hi, I'm Centuri. Uh, I'm a photographer, and um, I'm also addicted to Lego. Um, I've um, I've often sort of wondered on and off um, whether if dinosaurs still lived amongst us if we would still have farm animals. Because um, if you would think that, you know, as a Tyrannosaurus, it would be like a smorgasbord running into a farm, so you would like, you know, and like a farmer with a shotgun's not going to sh- really stop you, are they? So, so basically you're, you're pitching a new movie called Jurassic Farm. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Well, wonder, uh, that's great, that's great. And um, what is your team name, please? We are the Velvet Wonderground. Velvet Wonderground, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Excellent. Two teams are ready to do battle, and um, in the booth uh, I have the wonderful Ben Allen. Hey Jeff, how are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm, I'm wondering how many times I'm going to say wonderful, because uh, before we started, Andrew said he was worried that I would be saying wonderful all the time, and now I'm trying to keep a mental count of how many times I say it, so I can announce at the end. You also just said you wonder how many times you're going to say wonderful. Absolutely. I'm wondering too, actually, Jeff. I heard people talking before, I've been wondering, what are midichlorians? <laughs> Possibly best if we just move on with that and uh, move into round one. (laughs) Round one entitled, I Wonder. Also known as the nerd quotient round, I will ask questions and the nerds will get points if they can give me a good answer. Not necessarily a correct answer, just a good one. And I'd like you please to roll for initiative to see who gets the first question. Oh, 
Oh, a natural 20. Natural 20. A natural 20 for the Wonder Wallflowers, which I believe is a bonus five points right off the bat. Congratulations, Wonder yes. Wallflowers. And uh, the first question oh, we, is... We got, for we got you. eight. We got eight. <laughs> yep. Well done, That's Andrew. Good, right? yeah. You yeah. get a certificate of participation. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, millennials. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the first question is for the Wonder Wallflowers. When were the Wonder Years? Whenever Fred Savage was young, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, the w- Wonder Years would be... The early 90s? Yes. Or the years in which the Wonders of the World were built, so like... 2000 BC? Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I am specifically talking about the uh, Fred Savage uh, starring TV series, The Wonder Years. So you're asking me where, what years was The Wonder Years? When, when were they? I'm going with the early 90s. Oh, but, but it was set in, what, the 70s? Perhaps. I, look, I didn't really watch it. I watched the TV show that was after it, whatever that was. So I'm pretty familiar with the closing credits of The Wonder Years. <laughs> um, but... But nothing beyond that. Excellent. Well, it's okay because um, Laura helped you out uh, quite well there because it, the series itself was uh, made from, uh, from 1988 to 1993, but the series itself was set during 1968 to 1973, 20 years previous to the actual date that the show was aired. And this is an open question, so a chance for uh, uh, the Velvet Wonderground to score some points. Mm-hmm. Um, which of the stars would you describe as the biggest nerd? I... D- I- can I ding? Yes, if you want. Laura. Her, and I don't know her name, but she's a maths whiz of extraordinary proportions, right? That is correct. Uh, yes. Danica McKellar, who played Winnie Cooper in the series, um, she was a whiz in mathematics. She graduated summa cum laude from UCLA, um, co-authored a scientific paper, um, which has the, uh, the, a, a very lengthy title for it, but she's also written four <laughs> books on maths aimed at young women. Any ideas what the titles are? Maths for girls. <laughs> um, are, they, are they all puns on Wonder Years? No, no, no she, le- she left the Wonder Years behind her. How to Winnie at Maths. No, no, I'm afraid not. The, the titles include Math Doesn't Suck, How to Survive Middle School Math Without Losing Your Mind or Breaking a Nail, Kiss My Math, Showing Pre-Algebra Who's Boss, Hot X, Algebra Exposed, and, <laughs> <coughs> and Girls Get Curves, Geometry Takes Shape. <laughs> All right, over to the Velvet Wonderground. Why don't I enjoy One Direction as much as I enjoyed Wonder War? <laughs> Is it because you grew up in the 90s and not the 2010s? That is a very, a very relevant part of it. Why specifically um, would that be significant? Because that was when the, the, the song and the group were active, for, like, respectively. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh, there are some Be- scientific reasons that because I would like Wonderwall, which I was listening to when I was a young man, yeah, as this opposed is- to One Direction now that I'm an aged husk. <laughs> because um, uh, do you um, become less receptive to new music as you get older? Absolutely, absolutely. There are some yes, points there for I you. Love yes, the shit out of Why that is one? that? There are a number of poten- potential causes. Can you name one of them? Uh, Deafness. Just getting- Deafness. Yes, you're the, 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 the more points. Uh, all the, all those high-pitched noises in uh, Wonderwall you can no longer hear. Is that... Well, no, it's more I can't hear the high-pitched noises in uh, One Direction. Sublimation. When I was younger, I could. Your, your ears are 
the, the ability of your ears to process high, uh, higher pitches, it uh, starts losing sensitivity. So all the music that you're introduced to when you're young sounds less vibrant later on. And an increasing sense of um, envy, right, over their youth. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> to a degree. Aged husk. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, neuroscientists say that most musical taste is set between the ages of 14 to 24. Yeah. Um, obviously, during those years, you're discovering a lot about yourself. You're laying down all of your, your neural pathways. So um, during that time, you're having a lot of uh, defining uh, positive moments, which is often set to a soundtrack if movies have taught us anything. <laughs> So, um, yes, that's, that's, there's one that you didn't mention, which is, of course, due to uh, neurotransmitters. Any, any thoughts there on why particularly that, the, uh, that young women are much more um, susceptible to this? I thought we were talking about you, Jeff, but clearly we've moved. <laughs> he is susceptible on. to young women. <laughs> right. No, no, okay. no. But <laughs> no, really not. <laughs> on that awkward pause... Uh, <laughs> Essentially, it's to do with hormonal surges, and um, for girls, boy bands are a much more socially acceptable form of outlet to um, latch onto and to define themselves with self-expression. With boy bands in particular, there's a smorgasbord of different types of boys, so socially in peer groups. Yeah, there's, the, there's the, the sexy one, there's the one who turns out to be gay. The one with the, the floppy fringe. Um, there's the like rebellious one, but then you could, you could tame him. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I mean, all of this is compared to the now middle-aged men in uh, Oasis, so... Um, exactly. That's not that cool. You've got a firm knowledge of uh, boy bands there, Brendan. Oh, I've studied it in depth. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right, moving on to the next question and back on to the Wonder Wall flowers. What is a Wonder Bra anyway? I feel oh. like there's a trick here. No, all of his questions so far have been literal. completely literal. Absolutely. So... Just answer. A wonder bra is a bra yes. that boosts your cleavage upwards and inwards, right? To absolutely. define the decolletage. That is, that, that is absolutely correct. Whereabouts was it developed? Somewhere really sexist. America. <laughs> Not quite. Maybe push up a little bit. <laughs> Canada. Canada, correct. It was the Wonder Bra was cre- developed in Canada in the 1940s. The term Wonder Bra, bra was trademarked in 1955. Which model is the actual current Wonder Bra? You mean which woman? No, which no, 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 the no, name sorry. of the the, the yes, model. The they, they obviously went through a, a number it's of like different, cars. different different iterations. And um, in 1960, they they debuted the model of Wonder Bra, which is basically the same. Uh, Structure or, or is this like naming a spaceship where we need a selection of numbers to pres- to, to follow it or like what 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 flavour of names are we looking for? So like for? the Apollo thirteen, <laughs> <laughs> pretty close. The model thirteen hundred. I'm not sure the if that T1000. means the, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. It, it was the model thirteen hundred. I'm not sure if that means that there was one thousand two hundred ninety nine horrible mishaps <laughs> along the way. But the model thirteen hundred is the most. The most uh, the, the, the the current version of the Wonderbra, and um, since 1994, it was obviously launched with Eva Herzegova's Hello Boys campaign. Oh yes, of course. Obviously, and um, it's been rated in the uh, in 2007 among one of um, Canada's greatest inventions. In fact, it was rated <laughs> it was rated fifth, the fifth greatest Canadian 
invention. Better be rated above pineapple on pizza. <laughs> it was, yes. Uh, what, what Canadian inventions do you think beat the Wonder Bra? Maple syrup. William Shatner. No. Um, um, I, I hear a uh, muttering uh, from... America, but good? No, not quite. Oh. Yaks undies. No, no. Um, poutine. Poutine, no, poutine is not on the list, unfortunately. Oh. The, uh, the four leading, uh, the four top uh, Canadian inventions were insulin, which was developed in Canada, <laughs> the good. light bulb, well. the telephone, which they technically take credit for because it was developed in Canada, and five-pin bowling. <laughs> <laughs> and that's number one, is it? Yes, uh, and, and no, I, I'm not sure, but... Uh, Unfortunately, the Wonder Bra is deemed a better Canadian invention than the pacemaker. <laughs> so they're obviously more concerned with getting hearts racing than actually stopping what arrhythmia. The, what was the gender of the people who put together this list? I strongly suspect male. Mm. All right, Five over two. pin bowling. Five pin bowling. <laughs> Takes half as long to get through a game, only slightly less humiliating. <laughs> All right, Velvet Wonderground. Where is Wonderland? Uh, it's in uh, it's California, isn't it? It's through that little door, isn't it? Um, <laughs> oh no, that's not what I'm. No, I'm thinking of Never. I'm thinking of Neverland. <laughs> <laughs> um, Neverland Ranch is a place. Yes, <laughs> now, I'll give you some points for that because that is a, a, a real, real world location of a fantasy. I don't deserve them. Oh, I've got <laughs> oh, it's in that chair over there, Jeff, because your body is a wonderland. Oh. Oh. Um, it's, oh. Uh, I'm taking points I'll, I'll off for that, everybody. I'll give you some John Mayer points for that, which are ultimately hollow and worthless. Um, it is anywhere where there's snow and people uh, uh, walk around outside because they're walking in a winter wonderland. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's down a rabbit hole. Yeah. Right? It is down a rabbit hole. So, about to, which, which specific rabbit hole? <laughs> Good question, Jeff. Um... I think it's a British rabbit hole. It is a British rabbit and hole. And it's I'll give near you some for that. a stream and a tree where you may fall asleep. But and I'm it's, actually... It's rabbit adjacent. It's yes, rabbit, it's adjacent. rabbit adjacent. So um, in the book, obviously, um, the entrance to Wonderland is uh, underneath Oxfordshire. But the realm itself being subterranean could be near the centre of the earth or potentially through the other side of the earth and the Antipodes. Um, but there are some real-world wonderlands. Um, anyone have any idea where they are? I think I remember seeing something about um, a shop in Japan that uh, basically everything in the shop was like Alice in Wonderland themed and you actually had to go through a tiny door to, to get into the, like, the tiny door was the entrance to the shop. I don't have it here, but I do believe that Japan would have such a strange and unusual <laughs> shop, so I'll give you partial points for that. Um, there, is, there are a couple of theme parks... Uh, there's one in Sydney and uh, Canada's Wonderland in Vaughan, oh, Ontario. Canada. What do you go there and play five pin bowling? Yes. <laughs> and your Wonder Bra. But don't <laughs> have a heart insulin. attack. <laughs> yes. Um, but obviously, um, Andrew identified that there are some other fantasy worlds that exist in the real world. One of them is Neverland Ranch. Where are Pandora. some other, where are some other <laughs> fantasy real world locations that have been used for fantasy settings? Oh. Uh. Andrew. Um. New Zealand. New Zealand being the <laughs> substi- being substitute for what fantasy world? For Middle Earth, Narnia, um, <laughs> the Old West. Uh, uh, ancient Greece. Yep. Yes. Um, oh, ancient Japan. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, 
modern day San Francisco. That is nineteen thirties New York. Um, that is that is a lot of them. Um, Narnia has been has been used as New Zealand. There's another couple of countries that have been used as stand-ins for Narnia when um, production moved overseas. Does anyone know where those places are? Uh, Canada. <laughs> no, good no. Although Canada is used for a stack of fantasy and science fiction TV shows due yeah. to the uh, the cheap shooting rate. So I'll give you some points um, for that. Oh. Yes, Andrew. Um, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna say two countries now, mm-hmm. and. Romania. There's a lot of uh, blood rain was shot in Romania. Yes, oh, and then you uh, Conan um, and Ireland. Yeah, uh, that is that is correct as well. Um, the other locations for Narnia are Poland, the Czech Republic, and Slovenia. But um, those are, those were way more than I had written down. So well done, guys. And Thank uh, you. yeah, Westeros is they they filmed some of that in Ireland, um, some of it in Spain, uh, and uh, other countries. And just carry on. Correct. Finland? Yes. The the same same location where they uh, filmed the Hoth sequences in um, Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. So right. yeah, it's, it's the wintry bits in the Winter Is Coming show. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Lots of different locations in the real world. So everywhere is magical. And that brings us to the end of the I Wonder round. Oh, wonderful work, everyone. Uh, ben, let's check in with you and see what these scores are currently. Do you know what I wonder now, Jeff? What, what? do you wonder, Ben? I wonder why. Why? Why, 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 why? why? She ran away. <laughs> mm. Deep thoughts there, Ben. Deep thoughts. <laughs> right, well, that brings us to our first instalment of the homework round. Now, we all know about the seven wonders of the ancient world. Does anyone, did any of our panellists know what the wonders of the ancient world were? Uh, there was the pyramids. Yes. There was the Colossus of Rhodes. Yes. There was the Lighthouse of Alexandria. Yep. There was, oh, that's how many? That's three. <laughs> uh, three. The Hanging Gardens, Gardens of, of Babylon. Hanging Gardens of Babylon. Yes, Laura, well done. Mm. The uh, Mausoleum of Halicarnassus. Yes. The... Temple of Artemis. Doom. Yes, oh. correct. <laughs> How many have we got now? Uh, the That's Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid not. The, the, the Statue of Zeus at Olympia. Those are the seven. Well oh, done, oh. everyone. You, you named them incredibly well. Um, those were the seven wonders of the ancient world. Obviously, the modern world has had a reasonably contentious uh, uh, discussion and debate. Um, obviously, for a USA Today article in 2006, the internet was listed as one of the new seven wonders of the world by their panel of six judges. Of course, 11 years later, everyone deeply regrets the internet ever existing. Um, And in 2007, uh, 100 million voters uh, created a list of the new Seven Wonders official list, but it promptly led to vicious rivalries, accusations of vote tampering, allegations of corruption, bias towards the East, and a suspicious ignoring of Christian monuments, he said with air air quotes. Um, Which included the Great Wall of China, Jordan's City of Petra, Brazil's Statue of Christ the Redeemer, Machu Picchu in Peru, Mexico's Chichen Itza, which I read as Chicken Itza. Um, that's just because I'm hungry. The Colosseum in Rome, the India's, India's Taj Mahal, and the Great Pyramid of Giza, which was kept as an honorary wonder since it had, was the only one still standing. <laughs> so like we've an got all of these. Doctorate where you don't actually do the work, but, yeah, <laughs> but they're like, you're pretty cool, so we're going to give you a doctorate. Well, they, they kind of had tenure by then if the pyramids oh, are still yeah. around, yeah. 
So what I've done is we want to define the wonders of the nerd world. We're going for seven wonders, and the first three wonders of the nerd world I think we can all agree on. We've obviously got got, uh, the USS Enterprise, uh, Star Wars in general, and of course J.R.R. Tolkien. Maybe we can't agree that those are the three, but those are the ones that I'm saying. <laughs> and I have asked each of our four nerds to propose their additions to the wonders of the nerd world. So uh, depending on how swayed I am by each of their cases, I will assign them mm. a number of points. So I would like to start first with uh, Centuri. What okay, are you nominating um, for yeah, so a wonder of the nerd world? My nomination for the wonder of the nerd world is the Disneyland Half Marathon now, <laughs> okay, so you're not convinced, obviously, but <laughs> let me give you a few wonder. reasons. Let me give you some reasons. Okay, Look, so Sam, I'm sorry to interrupt, but if you're going to watch the movies, you should watch them the whole way through. Mm. Okay, no, no, sorry, sorry. This is actually a running race, not, you know, the, the marathon that, you know, you normally think of watching a, a series. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay. Complaint retracted. So, so this is a running race, and it's the only running race that's actually run within a, a theme park. It's, there's several of them, so there's like um, a Star Wars one, there's a light side and a dark side one. There's a um, Tinkerbell half marathon, there's also a superheroes half marathon, imagine it. Um, and these are things that you can actually enter in. Um, the, the thing that gets me is the costuming guidelines are just as long as the health and safety guidelines. <laughs> That's just amazing. And um, it's possibly the nerdiest sporting event in the world, probably alongside the uh, maybe the Quidditch um, World Cup and possibly, I don't know, uh, chess boxing. <laughs> so, is, is the Tinkerbell half marathon like significantly shorter because Tinkerbell is only like that tall? I am not sure. <laughs> like is it in, is it in like fairy kilometres? You'd have to or... enter and find out. Mm. See, I also have follow-up questions. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> The, so you're a you're a you're a, a well known Star Wars cosplayer. Um, okay. Yeah. I'll take. Do you call it cosplaying? Or not really. Dress but, up. Uh, yeah. Um, that's fine. What do you think would be? What do you think <laughs> light side or dark side would be easier? Because I feel like the robes would um, trip you up on the light side, but then like those stormtroopers can't really move. That's an interesting one. I'd say it's probably just as hard. No, I, I, would, I mean, one you're going to sweat I, more in. I, I would argue that the, uh, the the dark side would be quicker, easier, and more seductive, but it would <laughs> yeah. end with you in a lot of pain. Just as the as the arbiter, right? Well, well that's that's, that's, <laughs> great. that's a great a great a great pitch there, Sen. Um, I'm going to give you I'm going to give you uh, three bonus points for that there because it is a very uh, compelling case that you made there, but it does mm-hmm. involve a lot of physical activity. I did say wonders of the nerd world, mm. so um, still nerdy. Mm, it is nerdy, yes. So three points to you for that. And uh, Laura, I'd like to hear your pitch for the uh, fifth wonder of the nerd world. I took this very seriously, mm-hmm. Jeff. Um, no, I actually did. I I've struggled over this and um, and have come up with nominating the Library of Congress in Washington DC. Uh, it happens to be um, the library that has the most shelf space. In the world, mm. it has 838 miles of shelf, which seemed like an excessive amount to me. Um, given that it also has 164 million items in it, but only members of Congress can take them out, so that seems slightly unfair. It also, and you may appreciate this, it has the world's largest collection of comic books in its in its shelves. Um, yeah, so that was that was. 
what I was nominating. Oh, thank you very much, Laura. That oh, is I have a follow-up question. Yes. Oh. Which is, it's more of a rhetorical question, which is, if, if only members of Congress can get access to the world's biggest library, how come so many of them seem so stupid? <laughs> <laughs> they can get access, oh, I think, is right. where you're going wrong there. Is mm. it true? Are they, are they also collecting tweets now? My research did not uncover anything about digital archiving. I was focusing merely on the physical, but I can tell you they have more than one million newspapers. <laughs> so a bit more old school than tweets, but I'm sure there's something in there. And I have another question. Oh, yes. <laughs> now, can you enter the library dressed up as Tinkerbell? You can, because there are tour groups that run through it. So, and I'm sure you would even <laughs> be allowed to run. tour groups? <laughs> <laughs> But it's not a costuming requirement, you see. So you and and um, the the costuming is not quite so strict as the Disney (laughs) half marathon. So any form of nerdery or dressing up is is welcome. Oh, that was that was a really well thought out, uh, solid argument there, Laura, for the Library of Congress. I'm very impressed, and I'm going to give you uh, five bonus points for that. Well done, well done indeed. Round of applause for Laura. All right, we now move on to the Lasso of Truth round. Yes, this is an episode called Wonders, and of course, the most wonderful thing in the world right now is the Wonder Woman film. And so what I am going to do is I am going to combine both Wonder Woman and the creator of Wonder Woman, because um, Wonder Woman was invented by the same people who invented the lie detector. Is that true or false? That's true. That it was in an episode of Nerd Degree three episodes it ago. Was in <laughs> of Nerd Degree three episodes ago. And so, in honor of that, in this round, I will be reading some facts about either Wonder Woman in the comic books or some facts about Wonder Woman in the real world. Each team will decide if they are true or not. That was a funny pronunciation. True. True or not. <laughs> they have to decide if they're true or not. And if they are correct, they get points. If they don't, they do not. So, uh, currently, I w- I, I, Laura won the bonus points for her ex- exceptional pitch there. So, Wonder Wallflowers, would you like to get Wonder Woman facts or real-world Wonder Woman facts? Mm. I have never read the comics, so I would go with the real world. The real world, that's where the we live. The real-world Wonder Woman <laughs> facts. All right. Real-world Wonder Woman fact for you. Wonder Woman's creator, William Moulton Marston, was a polyamorist. True or false? Absolutely true. true. Absolutely true. <laughs> Correct. He was a polyamorist. He lived happily with his wife, Elizabeth Holloway Marston, and his research assistant, Olive Bryan, and had several children with both. Wonder Woman's bracelets were actually inspired by the ones that Bryan wore as a symbol of their partnership. And Marston also, also wrote a lot of storylines where Wonder Woman gets tied up. Like, a lot. <laughs> a lot of them. Congratulations. A point to you. Over to Velvet Wonderground. Is there an implication that polyamory and bondage, bondage are the, the same thing? Because it's not a, it's not an implication. He was very explicit that he thought that uh, bondage was a great thing as well. But not, but not the same thing. No, he just thought they were both great. But Wonder, Wonder Woman's always fighting to get out of those bonds, right? Like she's presumably not That's being enjoyed, tied yeah. up. <laughs> I mean. An unwilling woman in... in well, yeah. it, it, actually, according to Aphrodite's law, which this isn't here, so I can, I can totally drop some of my Wonder Woman nerdery on you. Uh, according to Aphrodite's law, if she allowed herself to be tied up by a man, she would lose all of her powers, and that was frequently used in the comic books. Um, but then she had to release herself, and then she would regain her powers, because he was a hardcore feminist as well. <laughs> Moving right along. 
Velvet Wonderground. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. A Wonder Woman fact, true or false? Wonder Woman's costume is inspired by the American flag. Uh, there's no stripes in it. That's, that's true. There's gold, there's no gold in the American flag. I mean, the question is, I mean, for the listeners at home, or at work, or on a bus, or wherever you may be, um, the picture that we're looking at in the studio right now is a particular representation of Wonder Woman. Which has stars. Which has is stars. This, is this Wonder Woman 77? Blue background. This is Wonder Woman 77, uh, inspired by the Linda Carter series. Carry on playing for time, Andrew. Yeah. Um, where where else might no. people be listening to this? I'm going to say, I'm say no. Mm. It's, I'm, yeah. I'm in agreement with mm. Andrew. Let's say no. I'm afraid it is true. Uh, Wonder Woman was created in the 1940s, and uh, they uh. De- deliberately wanted her to be as patriotic as possible. So in the original Golden Age comics, um, it was Amazonian custom to wear clothes inspired by the country they were visiting. Since she was accompanying... Uh, Steve Trevor back to his home country of America, they decided to dress her in garments that reflected that. In, however, modern continuity, it's been written that it was not inspired by the American flag, but instead by omens on the night of Diana's birth. A red hunter's moon, a field of stars against deep blue, and of course, Athena, goddess of wisdom, being represented by a bird. All right, back over to the Wonder Wolf flowers. Real world Wonder Woman fact, the Wonder Woman movie is banned in Lebanon. True. Yes, true. True. Because of uh, the actress, uh, Gal Gadot. Oh, yes. Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot is uh, her her seemingly anti-Palestinian views. Yes, which comes from the fact that she is from Israel. So, yes, correct. It is true. She served in the Israeli, uh, like, military. Yes, she has served in the Israeli military and has spoken out against Hamas repeatedly. So the movie is banned in Lebanon. Uh, For Velvet Wonderground, fact about Wonder Woman in the comic books, Wonder Woman once ran a fashion boutique in New York. True or false? It sounds like the kind of bullshit that would get put into, like... Fucking comic books, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, it's not like, I mean, you know, like Wonder Woman was, you know, created as by, by a feminist, maybe, but like, I guarantee you that not everybody who worked on that comic at all times uh, had, had kind of similar, similar leanings. I wonder so. what, what kind of fashion that would be. Canadian brass. Just yeah. like it's a co- cover, cover story, could, could have been. So are you saying it's true or false? True. True. That is absolutely correct. In the 1970s, there was a storyline where Wonder Woman lost all of her powers, and um, she had to. Uh, she took up the name Diana Prince and fought crime using kung fu from her her base in a mod fashion boutique in New York. Uh, it was presumably inspired by the success of the uh, UK series uh, the the Avengers, not the Avengers oh, yeah. of Marvel Comics. Um, how did it, how did uh, who was it who convinced? the comics to give her back her powers and put her back in her original costume. A very prominent feminist. So this was in the <laughs> comics? No, in the, in the real world. This is a sort of a real world uh, fact. Oh, but okay. uh, Gloria Steinem uh, put Wonder Woman on the cover of her first issue of Ms. Magazine in 1972 and campaigned that Wonder Woman had to have superpowers because there were not enough superheroes for women. Um, fortunately, all of that has... Ju- oh, oh, no, sorry. That has not changed. All right, back over to... Back over to Wonder Wall Flowers. True or false? Wonder Woman is the only female-directed live-action movie to have had a $100 million budget. 
Well, it's definitely the the highest grossing mm. live action film directed by a female. I'll give you points for that. Yes, it is. It is now the highest grossing DCEU movie, and it has passed more than uh, six hundred or seven hundred million. Phrasing of. I don't know. It's budget though. It's original budget. I haven't. Mm. Uh, like was Zero Dark Thirty? Did that, no, not Zero. Uh, oh, this is, all is, all the answers have been true so far. True. I'm going to go with it's, not true. It's actually false. It's the second movie directed by a woman to have a $100 million budget. The first movie was K-19, The Widowmaker, directed by Catherine Bigelow. So I'll give you a point. Did they have a $100 million budget? A $100 million budget, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Harrison Ford's salary must have been immense. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, for uh, Velvet Wonderground. Wonder Woman's home, the island of Themyscira, is undetectable because it moves around the Pacific Ocean like the island in Lost. Like a wandering womb. <laughs> like a wandering... <laughs> For those who listened to our previous episode, that will make a lot more sense. Um, I think it's... In the, I saw the movie, and uh, it was definitely indetectable, but it had like a, a shield bubble around it, which makes me think that the shield bubble is what made it indetectable. <laughs> so you're I saying mean, it's false? Mm. I don't have I'm saying idea. the complete I... statement is false. That like, is correct. Yes. It is actually just protected by a magical fog. Well done. A shield bubble, in other words. <laughs> <laughs> a, sh- a shield bubble, yes. All right. Um, Wonder Wallflowers. Wonder Woman was a UN ambassador for two years. Yes, that's true. False. It was only for two months. Oh, come on. <laughs> She yeah, was she made was an honorary ambassador for the empowerment of women and girls in October 2016, but it rapidly, immediately drew protests that the character's current iteration is that of a large-breasted white woman of impossible proportions, scantily clad in a shimmery, thigh-bearing bodysuit with an American flag motif and knee-high boots. <laughs> <laughs> and so her role ended on December 16th of that year. Mm. Back over to Velvet Wonderground. Wonder Woman's invisible plane was in fact a living alien crystal that crashed on Earth and assumed the form of a jet in order to fit in. <laughs> I'm kind of tempted to it say it again like out of fucking comic books um, <laughs> uh, anything can happen in comics right and, and again like it, there's so, so many incarnations of the character that like sure why not in, in one telling of it like, that is we, correct yes. Yes. <laughs> in one iteration there have been lots of retcons um, but yes it was a living alien crystal that took the name Dome or Wonder Dome for a while, until it sacrificed itself to save the city from a tidal wave. However, people could still fly it after it was dead. Oh, oh right. just that, in the corpse? That's, oh, that's, yes. that's dark. Was that the original version of the uh, No, in character? the original version of its origin, Diana built it herself on Paradise Island, um, but then in post-crisis reboot, it was a living alien crystal. And then, of course, later on, Wonder Woman's powers have been increased to include flight. And in modern continuity, after the New 52 reboot and the soft reboot of Rebirth, she simply can fly and doesn't have an invisible plane at all. Obviously. Mm. Yeah. Thank you for that very plane. mild, pathetic pity clap. <laughs> all right, real-world fact. Gal Gadot gained weight to play the role of Wonder Woman. She definitely gained muscle, mm-hmm. which is heavier than fat, so Yes. Absolutely. Thanks to her intense physical training, she gained 17 pounds of muscle. And also, she was five months pregnant during reshoots. So they gave her a little green piece of fabric that she put over her belly and CGI'd it out in the movie. It's perhaps the coolest use of CGI thus far. Is that the coolest use of CGI? Was she wearing a a Wonder Bra as well? 
think that's compulsory. Mm. All right, uh, over to Velvet Wonderground. Wonder Woman is well. Wo- Wonder Woman is worthy to wield Thor's hammer. I think that is true. I heard that recently. That uh, well, there, there was one uh, like a crossover. Yeah, there, there was one point in which she actually like, was able to pick it up. I believe it because yeah. I, I don't. I don't know about you, but I saw the Wonder Woman movie, and like <laughs> I believe that she could lift Thor's yeah. hammer. Let's go. True. Correct. In a crossover of Marvel versus DC, she was able to lift it. But she ultimately decided not to use it because it would give her an unfair advantage, which meant that when she was up against X-Men Storm, Storm just zapped her with lightning. And, oh. <laughs> and lightning is even the, like, the element of the Thor's hammer yeah. as well. Oh. All right. Back over to Wonderwall Flowers. We have... I'm just, uh, I'm just disappointed. It's okay, Andrew. Oh. Rookie era, Wonder Woman. Rookie era. Shit. Like, come on. Just fucking comic books, Andrew. We have two two more to go. (laughs) Two more to go. Okay. Uh, Wonder Woman flowers. Real world Wonder Woman fact. The first ever appearance of Wonder Woman in a feature film was in Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice last year. That seems terrible that it's taken her that long and such a bad film, right, to come out. And first of all, but is uh, not having seen the film. Um, or no, the you're right. Film. Yeah, I'm, I'm it's, it's the first one I know of, but it just seems like. Wait, did you say live action? I just said feature film. So you didn't say live action. <laughs> <laughs> so we're I including animated films that had a theatrical release. Oh. <laughs> As a feature film doesn't specify a theatrical release. Um, Look, he's got his coy face on. He's. <laughs> I, think I, I think I might have found the weakness. Yeah. <laughs> well, did she appear in some kind of animated film? Justice League animated film. Jeff? You're correct. She appeared in an animated film before yes. that. The first on-screen uh, feature film that Wonder Woman was not in the disappointing date of 2016. That would have been terrible. It was in 2014's The Lego Movie. Oh. Yes. So points there, none for society. <laughs> All right, and uh, final question for Velvet Wonderground. Wonder Woman's original name in the comics was Wandura, Woman of Power, but the editors changed it because they thought Wonder Woman was catchier. It feels like, like calling someone Wandura, Woman of Power, would be something you'd do after deciding we want this character to be nicknamed Wonder Woman. Like... Yeah, you're like, how can we justify sense. it being Wonder Woman? So, whatever the true or false of that is. <laughs> um, uh, so, was her original name Wonder Woman of Power? Or something no, else? I reckon because Wonder Woman of Power sounds like something out of He Man. Yeah, and too, Wonder Woman's better than He Man. Two masters of the universe ish. Yeah, for me. So you are correct. Uh, her original name was not Wonder Woman of Power. It was Suprema. But it was deemed too close to Superman. That sounds master of the universe as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, um, just to pick up some bonus points before we uh, go head towards the final round, um, a large number of actresses have played Wonder Woman. Um, can you name a couple? Uh, so, oh, go ahead, Laura. Uh, Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot, yes. There you go. It's a hard uh, T. Linda, Linda Carter. Linda Carter, yep, in the TV series. And there was that one, uh, they filmed a pilot for it and... That actress for that one? But that she one, was wearing a wonder bra. <laughs> I believe you're thinking of Adrian Pilecki. No points, but uh, oh, yes. Well. Yep. 
In animated form, there are quite a few people that have voiced her in animated, animated form, some quite well-known celebrities. One New Zealand celebrity, perhaps? Helen Clark. <laughs> Lucy Lawless. Lucy Lawless, yeah. correct, yeah. yes. Was that the New Zealand celebrity you were thinking of? Yes, that was the okay. one I was thinking of. I won't think of any more then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, can you think of any more? Uh, Suzanne uh, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be a bit of a Imagine it. Uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar? Uh, no, not Sarah okay. Michelle Gellar, unfortunately. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go through a couple of the more well-known ones. Um, obviously, there was uh, Kerry Russell um, in a really good animated movie in 2009. Obviously, I highly recommend it. Um, Michelle Monaghan. Um, Kobe Smulders from How I Met Your Mother. Rosario Dawson. Um, and of course, the longest, uh, the, one of the longest-running uh, voice actresses, Susan Eisenberg, voiced her in the Justice League Animated and um, Justice League Unlimited uh, series as well. Plenty of, um, plenty of. Who, who can figure out where, where was the first time that Wonder Woman appeared on screen? When, as in what year? Yeah, sure. Oh. Nineteen. 73. Very close. 1972. She <laughs> 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 where, where she was a guest character on the animated series The Brady Kids. <laughs> and of course, in 1973 was when Super Friends started, of which you remember. So well done. All right, uh, Ben, let's give us a quick update on the scores, please. <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it funny how a bee likes honey? Buzz, buzz, buzz. I wonder why he does. <laughs> Wonderful flowers are on 30, but Velvet Wonderground are on 25. Wow, very good, very good. Well done, both teams. All right, so we now move into round three. Wonder or blunder? Yeah. In this round, I'll be making a few controversial statements and the teams have to give reasons why they think it's a wonder or it's a blunder. First, wonder or blunder? Ben Affleck as Batman. Blunder. Blunder why? Because he's terrible. <laughs> wonder. Because he's secretly actually really fucking good. And, like, you're wrong if you think otherwise. Well, those cancel each other out. Do we have any, uh, do we have any points from the other team? Um, yeah, uh, blunder, because um, it's, it's keeping him away from the, that, that uh, movie that we really want to see him make. Daredevil 2? Yep. <laughs> sure, we'll move. Wonder. Cancelling out my other one because he's better than Christian Bale. Ooh. That's a big turnaround from Sam. Right, moving on. Next. Next. Oh, yes, Andrew, uh, a late entry. Blunder because Matt Damon wasn't cast as Superman. (laughs) That is is a shame. All right. uh, Wonder or Blunder? Wonder or Blunder? (laughs) Bringing back Twin Peaks. Andrew. Uh, Wonder because it's fucking amazing. Like, that's... It's, it just is. <laughs> Blunder, because there was a five-minute scene of a guy sweeping. Wonder, because there was a five-minute scene of a guy sweeping. All right. Wonder, because it gives the Wonder Bra something to go on. Twin, <laughs> twin Peaks. No, I, I appreciate the pun. All right, Wonder or Blunder. X-Files getting an 11th season. Blunder, because it's really, really, it was real bad. Mm. And it's, 
getting worse. Uh, wonder, because it provides um, uh, a bar for other revived shows, revived shows where you can go, well, at least it's better than X-Files season 11. Right, good. <laughs> okay, um, Spider-Man being part of the MCU, but Venom not being part of the MCU. Wonder or blunder? I feel like all so I feel like all of these are just me going like wonder because it's great or blunder because it's stupid. But mm-hmm. it's uh, this this one is actually a wonder because Venom is stupid. Mm. <laughs> wonder because Andrew's right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> all right, uh, fidget spinners, wonder or blunder? Ooh. Classroom teacher here, blunder. I'll, I'll give you points. And for mother. That. And mother. Absolutely. I think it's a wonder because I wonder how they're selling so many. <laughs> mm. I've seen kids put them in fires, then they have to go buy another one. So that's my. <laughs> More blunder. They do stupid things with them. They burn a fidget spinner. That's insane. They don't melt all the way either. They just oh. melt partially. Okay. Um, uh, Netflix doing return seasons of old shows. Wonder or blunder? Oh. Blunder. Because? Uh, MacGyver. Oh. <laughs> that was not a Netflix, oh. but it's a strong case. <laughs> uh, blunder, because, as everyone knows, the only thing you need Netflix for is to watch Terrace House, Boys and Girls in the City. <laughs> and uh, for those in the audience panel and possibly hosts who don't know what Terrace House is... It's a Japanese reality TV show. It's... In which nothing happens. Yeah, that's the best part about it. <laughs> They're all really nice to each other and nothing happens. And they... <laughs> cook each other food. It's the opposite of a reality TV show. (laughs) But it's real. I spent nearly a whole season watching it, expecting it not to be real and to suddenly burst into sarcasm and it never did. All right. I could talk about it all night. (laughs) (laughs) To prevent that, we will uh, put a pin in that round. That is the end of the Wonder or Blunder round. As we get ready to go into the final round of this episode, we obviously have two more wonders of the nerd world to put forward. So, um, Andrew, I'll ask you Mm. to go first. What are you proposing to be the sixth wonder of the nerd world? Um, This is less a a single thing than, like, a kind of a a collective group of of things, Uh, which is, uh, I think that for one of the... I guess, what would it be, the sixth now... Mm -hmm. Um, uh, wonder of the nerd world um, boutique video stores mm-hmm. uh, so uh, obviously video video rental chains have pretty much died by now uh, I would be amazed if you could find a blockbuster or a I don't know video easy that was still open um, but there are uh, there are kind of like independent stores that are kind of keeping the um, keeping back catalogs alive uh, like uh, video free Brooklyn um, videos in LA um, Allison Video Land here in um, uh, Christchurch, Vulcan Video in Austin, Texas, um, and they are um, kind of kind of fighting back against uh, things like Netflix, which like provide you really uh, really convenient um, things that you can watch, but you can watch like th- three things, and you can't watch any a single goddamn Hitchcock movie on Netflix. Terrace House. Um, this is exactly the kind. This is exactly the kind of thing. Um, so, so they will have like huge back catalogs um, that like go deep into into film history, um, and they'll be comprised of like Blu-rays and DVDs, but also like videos and laser discs, like getting films that literally you cannot buy new today. Um, 
And what really is nerdier than uh, uh, saying, you know what, the internet's fine, but I'm going to I'm going to like dedicate my life to a dead format um, and archiving it. Um, they're just the most exquisite nerds uh, running these these places that you could possibly imagine, um, and I think they are they are like hallowed churches. Wonderful, thank you. Yeah. yeah. I will give you seven points for your heartfelt plea mm. there, um, because that's generally the number of days you are allowed to take things out on a <laughs> Brendan, your final submission for the seventh wonder of the nerd world. Yes. Now, I should explain that I'm not submitting Terrace House as my wonder of the nerd world, <laughs> because it's a wonder of the whole world. Now, okay, when we're thinking about wonders of the world, what do we really want Uh, from a wonder. It needs to be something magnificent, something so enormous that we look at it and we feel small uh, and insignificant when compared to that. We want, you know, things like the pyramids of Giza where you think, how could, could humans have even made this? How could it have even been done? So when we look for a modern nerdy wonder to point to, um, we must look for something similar, something, uh, someone building something so big and so astounding that we can't but help but wonder as it stands as a testament to the <laughs> imagination, the fortitude, the dedication of humanity to a cause greater than themselves. I submit to you the newest wonder of the nerd world, specifically the Wikipedia account of username Giraffe Data, who has made 63,000 edits to Wikipedia solely to remove the phrase comprised of. <laughs> <laughs> So 63,735 edits at time of writing, um, and no doubt in future people will look back at this user account and think, could a human have even done this? Uh, we can, we can, let us be the first virtual tourists who will gather around this marvel of what man hath wrought and enjoy the sensation of looking at something greater than we are and feel small in comparison. A vote for giraffe data is a vote to ensure that the new canon of nerdery is comprised of many such great wonders. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Brad. Well, um, I have to give you um, 63,000 points because they are comprised of all... Oh, I'm sorry, someone's gone in and edited it. And it's, it's now 6.3 points. So, well done. Well I'll take done. It. I'll take well done, it. but you'll still take them. Uh, we move now into the final round, the debate round. And the topic, or the moot of this debate is what is the most wonderful world? I've often thought that to myself, and so I am asking these teams to convince me what is the most wonderful reality, alternate reality, or world perhaps within our own world that exists in the nerd realm. And um, each uh, team, you have chosen your respective worlds. Uh, Velvet Wonderground, what have, uh, what have you chosen? So we've uh, chosen the Super Mario Brothers universe. Otherwise yes. known as Super Mario World. Super Mario World. <laughs> and Wonderful Flowers. Uh, we've decided to go straight for the jugular with this one. We're going with Wonderland. Wonderland. So it is Wonderland versus Mario World. Um, ben, which team is currently in the lead? Not giving me the score, just letting me know who's in the lead. They get to go first for 90 seconds. I wonder why I stopped paying attention to the scoring two rounds ago. <laughs> I think, I think uh, Velvet Wonderground are leading by about 5.7 points. All right, so Velvet Wonderground, uh, you may... Uh, Go first, make your case as to why Super Mario World is the most wonderful world. Well, let's start by saying you've got 
seven worlds to explore. Andrew mm. may uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but seven worlds. You've got dinosaurs. You've got mushrooms. You've got all sorts of crazy things. Underwater bits. Underwater bits. <laughs> mountains and a lot of jumping. Mm-hmm. And depending depending on how uh, how far you extend your your understanding of uh, Super Mario Canon, um, you know you can go to space, you can go to like uh, like little little icy icy places with penguins. Yeah, let's not um, forget the um, go karts. Yep, cart uh, racing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many activities to do. Um, you know, like a, it's this is a place where a simple flower can enable you to shoot fireballs uh, just from your body. Uh, where where <laughs> ordinarily eating eating heart is uh, is just a source of protein, but uh, it can actually give you the power of reincarnation. Um, like uh, where um, you, 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 you know, um, seconds left. I think most importantly, um, it's it's a world where uh, you can get unlimited joy from the mo- the most simple things like jumping. And it's also challenging. I mean, let's not forget that you know you mm. need challenges in your life to you yeah. know move forward. Mm-hmm. So hey, you know you've got to have something to to come up against and to. Mm. Ten seconds. It's colourful. It's uh, do we have do we have a rebuttal phase? You will well? have thirty Good. seconds of rebuttal. Um, <laughs> uh, you know it's colourful. It's exciting. Um, uh, there's so much to explore. You'll just want to keep running and running and running through it. Okay, thank you very much. A good opening statement for uh, Super Mario World. I'm sorry, I didn't explain at the start. Uh, Each of you will have 90 seconds. You will also have a 30-second rebuttal phase after that. My apologies. Uh, So, putting forward your case for Wonderland, you have up to 90 seconds, starting now. Kia ora, everyone. (laughs) Follow us down the rabbit hole to Wonderland. (laughs) Join us in a world that is um, both familiar but better than the one we, we currently know. A world ruled over by a cruel and fickle queen who will, who will have you executed at any point, which, by modern standards, is firm, stable leadership. It's a world that we can recognise and enjoy, but also one that delights and surprises us with its many quirks and, and twists in the journey. A place where punctuality is valued. <laughs> and... A, a place where, given the magical foods and elixirs lying around, there are plenty of opportunities for personal growth. <laughs> where we have a range of concerned citizens who are um, quite happy to help one another and, and guide each other along the path that they have chosen to take. And you're always welcome for tea. I see. Thank you. That was a very strong opening statement also from Wonder Wallflowers. All right. Uh, Velvet Wonderground, you have up to 30 seconds to rebut. Punctuality. F- fucking control. <laughs> like, th- these are... This, this, these are not, don't inspire wonder. These are, these are like a, a society with rules. Um, Super, Mario, Super Mario World um, has, has no rules um, other than... The rules defined by uh, other Shigeru than all Miyamoto, of the rules of the uh, game in, in five seconds. Yes, like Wonderland can be. Let's not forget Wonderland can be dark, whereas yeah. the Mario world is more colourful and oh, not in a, the castle. A world but... that you can explore again right. and again. Uh, you want that, to talk that about is time? That is time. Oh my god! Thirty seconds. I had <laughs> three seconds. I had at least three funny things to say. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did. Um, unfortunately, that's it's just thirty seconds. Um, so the final final piece of rebuttal, Shit. and then you'll be making a closing statement. Oh, after that. It might so. be a world that you can explore. However, it's a world you can only explore to the right <laughs> as you run. And, and in it's just one typical. It's just typical of the rightward drift in our politics. 
<laughs> look, okay, look, we, we don't have much time. No. Um, the problem in Super Mario World is you always find that the princess is in another castle. But in Wonderland, the queen is right here. Mm. Oh, very good, very good. All right, so closing statements, just a very short 10-second statement. Uh, first of all, Velvet Underground, why should the audience vote for Super Mario World as the most wonderful world? Super Mario World may have started out in the two dimensions that uh, the opposition talks about, but since then, it has gone to 2.5 dimensions, three dimensions. Imagine what dimension of wonder you'll explore next. Mm, thank you very much. And closing statement from Wonder Wallflowers. Wonderland is a place that will leave you with nothing but a smile. <laughs> Excellent. All right, audience. You have heard very, uh, very moving uh, testimony from both mm-hmm. cases here, and so I'm going to ask you to vote for which world you think is the most wonderful. Which team has sold it to you as the most wonderful place to be? If you believe that it was Super Mario World, the Velvet Wonderground, please vote for them now with your applause. A solid smattering. If you believe that Wonderland by Wonder Wallflowers is the most wonderful world, please applaud now. Excellent. Although I do not count whooping, uh, the applause (laughs) itself was enough to carry it across the line. So Wonder Wallflowers gets the points. While Ben tallies up the final votes, it just leaves it to leaves to me to thank uh, our teams, obviously um, Andrew, Centauri, Laura, and Brendan, uh, to thank you, the audience, for coming uh, to the live recording of uh, the Nerd Degree, which was recorded here at Orange Studios in Ferrymead uh, on the first Wednesday of every month. If you're listening online, thank you. You've already know how to find us, but please tell your friends that they can find us on Facebook, iTunes, or at nerddegree.com. And now. Ben. What, uh, <laughs> think to myself, what a wonderful score. Oh, yeah. What all flowers was 47.3 to 42? What? Both <laughs> on the ground, you lost. Wonderful flowers, you won. Wonderwall Flowers, you took it out. Congratulations. Oh, well done.